Welcome to CC Partners, the employer's choice. We provide expert legal and strategic advice in all areas of labor and employment law. By working closely with our clients, our experienced team delivers pragmatic, proactive solutions, resolving many issues before they escalate. Get to know us better at ccpartners.ca. Um, we have some time. We have some um, attendees, um, so we can certainly have our question and answer period. Looks like we have a couple of questions already. Please feel free to use the question and answer function at the bottom of your screen. And uh, we're going to start going through some of these questions. Um, question number one, if a union is on my work site, am I allowed to ask them to leave? Uh, that's an excellent question. Um, I'll appreciate some input from Jay and Brandon too, but the first thing I would want to do is um, go back to what, what we've touched on before, which is Section 77 of the Labor Relations Act. It says that no person has the right under the Act to be persuading workers to support a union during working hours. Um, if those are the parameters of why uh, a union is on the site or what they are doing on the site, um, my view is yes, you can ask them to leave, but um, the, the proper lawyer's answer is always, it depends. So uh, I'll, I'll turn it over to Jay and Brandon to give some input as well. Well, that's right, Mike. The it depends is it depends on what your collective agreement says potentially, and on uh, what, if you're a subcontractor, what your general contractor's collective agreement says. Most collective agreements in the construction industry will give uh, the union reps access to site on notice. And so if the rep says, I wanna come and I wanna talk to the guys on notice, uh, they typically can. Now that's to talk about union representation that's not to persuade the guys to be for or against a particular union during their working hours. So it's a very fine line, but the line I like to draw is fine. If you wanna come and talk to the guys, you've got the right under the collective agreement, but I've got a right to expect them to be working uh, and performing productively during their working hours. So if you wanna come at break time, you wanna come at lunchtime and, and they wanna to talk to you, that's fine. But beyond that, I would try and enforce the no persuasion during working hours. And it's always your right if those rules are being violated to uh, bring unfair labor practice proceedings against the union at the labor board. Yeah, and there's a couple of other things to that. Uh, a union on the work site, as any other visitor on the work site, will have to follow certain work site rules, particularly with health and, health and safety. Uh, chances are they have to check in at a gate before they get onto the site. Certainly, they have to be wearing the proper PPE. Uh, and if they're they're distracting or or disrupting workers from work, you're absolutely within your rights to manage your work site. Yeah, and remember too uh, that the owners, as the property owner, uh, control who is and who is not invited onto their property, and anyone who is not invited onto their property is potentially guilty of trespass. So if you've got a, a cooperative owner uh, who 
doesn't want uh, union representatives on their property for any reason, uh, they're in a position to enforce that. It doesn't always occur, but uh, sometimes owners just say, no, I don't want uh, and outside the gates fine, but nothing, uh, no one on my property who's not here uh, at my invitation. All right, we've got question number two. Can I extend the timelines for a response? Uh, I, I appreciate the question and I expect this means, can, a, can an employer get an extension on filing a response to a um, displacement application or decertification application? Uh, the easy answer is don't count on it. Um, very hard to get an extension on on a deadline at the labor board for filing a response uh, in the absence of very compelling reasons that don't prejudice any other parties. Um, that's my take on it. J.R. Brandon, do you have anything to add? Uh, no, nothing to add, Mike. It's uh, exceedingly rare that an extension is granted and the circumstances have to be very compelling. Nothing to add from my side either. Just, I mean, you can you can always ask for it, but I think your your take on on the likelihood is is probably accurate. Yeah, the the labor board is is very strict at even the most lenient times, and certainly when it comes to the open period, they enforce their rules uh, quite strictly. Question number three: Can a foreman slash supervisor initiate an application to terminate bargaining rights? I'll turn this one over to the panel. Yeah, and I'll, I'll, I'll take that one, Mike, because it's another, uh, it depends on what you mean by a foreman or a supervisor. Uh, the normal dividing line as to who is in the bargaining unit and who's outside of the bargaining unit is the working foreman versus general foreman distinction where, or, or non-working foreman. If you're talking about a supervisor or a non-working foreman, they're considered a member of management and uh, any initiation on their part or any undue influence or support will be seen as an action of management, as an action of the company, and uh, will taint the, the application. So that they're out. Your working foreman, however, is in the bargaining unit. They're, they're a classification under your collective agreement. You pay them that extra premium as the foreman. They're perfectly well entitled to have their say. So if they, uh, if they support keeping uh, the existing union and uh, they're resisting the rate if they think the guys should move to another union and they're encouraging the guys to go to another union or if they think that uh, the union hasn't served the interest of the employees well and they want to uh, encourage and initiate a termina termination application that is perfectly within their rights to do so. Uh, the caveat to that being they can't be in the pocket of the employer or acting as the tool of the employer in initiating that application. Um, subject to any of uh, Mike and Brandon's comments, I think that covers it. Yep, very well said, Jay. Um, again, very important to understand what the bargaining unit is, how it is described, and who is in the bargaining unit. And fourth question. What do I do if an employee will not stop asking my opinion about a rating union? Um, Brandon, why don't you you give us your impressions of this first? Yeah, so the, the first thing I'll always say is speak to a lawyer. 
uh, call your lawyer and ask them what you should do, but it, because it, it depends on the circumstance. Um, but I, I would say most of the time, you're gonna have to tell them that you can't provide them any assistance. Um, whether it's about a rate or whether it's about a decertification, you cannot provide the employee with assistance in that. So you're you're gonna have to tell them that and you're gonna have to tell them that they, they're gonna have to make the decision on their own or you can uh, you know, maybe direct them to somebody else who can answer their questions. You can, uh, I, I believe, you know, Mike and Jay talked earlier about um, directing them to a lawyer who can help them, but you can't give them help yourself and your lawyer can't, uh, can't help them either. So the one addition to that, I would say, is because we're talking about the situation where someone won't stop asking your opinion about a rating union. If I've got a good relationship with my incumbent union, and I don't want to see them go, uh, I'd be encouraging that employee to talk to the business rep from the incumbent union about the rating union. I'll make, I'll make one more comment on that. And, um, you know, perhaps I'm a, I'm a little bit jaded, but what I've seen recently is an increase in um, employees getting a little bit uh, crafty um, and, and my expectation is at the uh, suggestion or possibly direction of their union and, and trying to bait um, managers into tripping up and saying something that they ought not to be saying and having a recording device on. Um, I, that would be a bit of a red flag for me if I had an employee who was very persistent and asking me my opinion on uh, labor relations and my opinion on uh, whether there's a union to favor, um, that, that would raise a red flag for me and I'd be quite cautious in my communications with that employee, even more so than usual. Again, based on what I've been seeing personally in some cases that I've had to litigate where you know it's time to get ready to go to a hearing and I, I start getting audio recordings sent to me uh, and union saying we're going to be relying on statements made in this recording so um you know that would just make it even more important to keep your communications very careful uh, during the open period uh, on that note uh, we really appreciate your questions thank you everybody for attending uh, this webinar if you have any further questions you can certainly find us online. Our website is www.ccpartners.ca. You can also find us on Twitter and LinkedIn. If you want, you can subscribe to our weekly blog, The Employer's Edge. Uh, you can do that via our website. And again, you can reach out directly to any of our lawyers for employers, myself, Mike McClellan, Jay Ryder, Brandon Lowell, uh, we're always happy to take your phone calls or answer your emails, and uh, certainly we have the, uh, the right people to assist you with any of your workplace legal needs. On that note, thank you again, everybody. Uh, happy Open Period Eve, and uh, we look forward to seeing you again at the next presentation of the Lawyers for Employers. Thank you for attending. Goodbye.